BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. I hope everyone's having an amazing, beautiful, sunny, bright, positive day. Yes, so far, so good. The sun is shining. I look like a TikToker. You do. What's up, Counts? Don't I look like... You look like a kid. You know, honestly... I look like I could be friends with Snitch. The This is part of our overall, you know, 2021 Q1 strategy, just trying to target younger demographics. And so you're dressing like a young person today, and I think the young people will respond. Thank you, young people. We see each other. What are you doing to attract a new demographic today? Um, I don't know. The TikTok I spoke so highly about yesterday, like, really overperformed on TikTok. I think because I, like, made it such a stink on the show like so many people went from podcast app to tiktok to check it out and it did really well and i'm really proud of myself and i also did another tiktok yesterday that is pertinent to today's show because i know i spoke a while about how i was going to stop buying viral makeup from tiktok because these products go viral i buy them and they just like never work on me and they don't look half as good as they do on other people but i could not resist getting the kvd vegan um good apple balm foundation it's like this new type of foundation it's not liquid it's a balm i don't know i got it yesterday i made a couple tiktoks i'm wearing it today i don't know if anyone can notice but i'm really pleased with my not only my content but my skin today i've heard it doesn't wear very well so we'll see how what happens at the end of the like show over time yeah like separates gets a little oily i mean i do have dry skin so that's not a problem for me and i could stand to look like a little you know glowy totally well you look super glowy and your skin does look really good so whatever you're doing keep doing it thank you for you know pulling in the gen z yes and i think we're both doing our part we both have a middle part i i really don't want to be one of those old people who like harps on that trend because like i find it to be lame lame and just like you're showing your age no and like I don't know who needs to hear this but like joking about your age is not a personality trait like it's never has been it never will be it does make you interesting just like be confident in who you are sorry totally age with power like Norma would say yeah age with power like Norma would say and also I bought a Norma top yesterday do you know what Norma sells on Amazon Prime sickening sickening so I got a couple Norma tops yesterday um I just like need clothes like it weird like I just farted and it became spring and it's like what the fuck so I have like nothing to wear all I have is turtlenecks no totally also speaking of Amazon Prime you did a Patreon video yesterday that is really just like influencing everyone including myself Claude did a video of her best Amazon finds like the products that she's bought on Amazon that have changed her life made her life easier like things you need to get I was influenced to buy a number of things what'd you get um the mini chopper of course literally yesterday I I made taco meat 
what is normally like 30 minutes, you know, you tra- I chop garlic and onion and then I brown the meat sauce and everything. Uh, 10 minutes. Like the chopper changed my fucking life. Wow. And also the video that I put up on Patreon before yours, I'm using a garlic mincer that's like this mechanical yes, thing. Yes, I know that Where one. my hands are like breaking. So to go from that mincer, which I thought was like, you know, the pinnacle in, of invention. No. To your chopper. Literally you press a button. It's the craziest thing. Like I bought it. 100% sure it wasn't going to work. I just knew that they have these like electric choppers. So I bought the cheapest one just in case it didn't work. And it's literally the best thing that I own. It's like a mini food processor. And when I'm chopping a lot of things, I do use my food processor. But why would I make another dish where I don't have to? No, it's the best. So I was influenced to buy that. Influenced to buy the heated eyelash curler. Okay, it's good. Yeah. And influenced to get those clips. Every time I finally like get the right hair clips, like the trends change and now there's a new clip. I I know. Um, But so yeah, on our Patreon, I I think it was, it ended up like maybe 15 of my favorite things from Amazon. So patreon.com slash morning toast for that fun little vlog. And people seem to like it. So Jackie's going to do one. I'm going to do one next month. I'm really excited. I've been going through my Amazon purchases. I actually like buy some really crazy shit that works. Well, your husband is also like gadget obsessed. I'm going to, yours is going to be really interesting. I'm going to bring him into the video because I think he'll have a lot to offer the people like he brought those LED lights into our life and literally I um I've posted the link to them on my Instagram so many times and then I look at like the number of times it was clicked and ordered and it's insane also um Zach like your husband could have like a gadget channel he could be like a tech youtuber he could be like an unboxer and it should literally like his channel should be called gadgets and gizmos aplenty no he really could like in a parallel universe right he's like a youtuber who does like sneakers and gadgets no no like totally like that little bedroom in your house that is like converted into like his space for his sneakers and gadgets it's like Maurice's like invention studio yeah no but it's like (laughs) it's like his office like Beauty and the Beast that is he would film in there yeah no it is his office and it's also like gadget heaven (coughs) excuse me oh my god Gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Yes, exactly. So that will be coming soon. Have Head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast. I just want to shout out really quickly to all the Jewish toasters who are dealing with what I'm dealing with right now, <laughs> which is not only like carb withdrawal, but it's the unbearable constipation from matzah, like literally eating cardboard. Like it is so torturous. But like yesterday I was so hungry and I just could not find anything to eat. So I had like like two huge pieces of matzah. And then I'm like, I haven't shit today. Oh yeah, that's right. And then I also had matzah crackers with my taco meat for dinner. Like it's just like a lot of, what's the, um, the word with a B that like, it like blocks your stomach. Like it's a lot of brand. No, it's like brand. No, like blocks your stomach. No, like it's like, does anyone know what I'm talking about? I don't even know what you're like trying to say. It's like, okay. Okay, let me try to explain. It's like a word that starts with B that like, I'm not sure what the word like actually means. That's the problem. I can't explain it. (laughs) You don't know the word and you don't know what it means. No, yeah. So, but I just know it's like a B and it's like when like your stomach is like completely bound up like with like starch. Do you know what the fuck I'm talking about? Not really. Yeah, no, honestly. But maybe someone is shouting it into their Podcast. Podcast. It's like, whatever. That's what I'm feeling. Like lots of, what's the word? Like, whatever. I'm like clogged up. And I know a lot of people are too, because the matzah is the devil. 
Um, I'm so sorry to hear that I had a matzo pizza last night. Oh, was it good? And to be honest, like I was already feeling constipated before Passover. I'm not, I guess I'm just like not having enough fiber. You should add a supplement to your daily routine. I know, but then it's just like one more job for me, you know? And I'm a girl with no job, so that's not going to happen. So you can't have a supplement. Unfortunately. Um, well, no, my matzo pizza was pretty good. And yeah, Passover 7, it's always like you want to use it as a reason to like do no carbs. Yeah. Okay, can't have bread. I'll cut out the other carbs too. Maybe lose a few LBs on this journey. Mm -hmm. Not what's happened. I literally eat a coconut macaroon every 30 minutes. I hate coconut macaroons. They are a Passover delicacy and I fucking hate them. You you have the one that comes in the can. I have all of them because I hosted a Seder. Like I ordered macaroons. People brought macaroons. I bought macaroons. I have every kind of macaroon. Chocolate covered. Like everything. I have macaroons that are the ones from the can that are personally my favorite then I also have like I got from Magnolia Bakery you know they do kosher for Passover <gasps> treats they have chocolate covered matzah which was sold out by the time Zach oh. got there but they have fresh macaroons and chocolate covered macaroons and it's like wow. literal shredded coconut I love it's like that's a really one of the privileges of living in New York since it's such like a Jewish town if you go to a majority of restaurants in the bread basket and ask for matzah they'll have it that's so sweet I know so that's something we definitely like take for granted like living in New York um it's really nice that is nice I also haven't been to a restaurant like since Passover, but I'll try. I have two quick things to say. Please do. The first is that yesterday there was a E! True Hollywood Story Marathon on E! that I watched. I watched the um, Spice Girls one, the Sex in the City one, and then first half of the Clueless one, which really wasn't good. I don't think there was just like enough material there for Clueless, you know? Yeah. Um, but first of all, I learned so much, like, because Spice Girls, like, I was really, really young. I didn't know a lot about, like, the salaciousness of it all. Like, especially what Mel B went through with Eddie Murphy. Like, there was this whole thing where he, like, literally denied that he was the father of their baby and, like, wouldn't pay child support. It was, like, super messy in public. Um, and I didn't realize that Jerry was the one who really broke up the group. Of course. Like, what'd you think? I was just so young. Like, I was just like, Spice Girls are here, and then they're not here. Like, I wasn't looking at the blogs, you she know? She was the Zane. You know, it was crazy. Um, and then the Sex in the City one was really, really interesting. They kind of... They really captured the show as like a cultural phenomenon. But also what I found to be so interesting was like how all the women got to. Like for me, it was like I didn't know any of them before and they all just got lucky and got this role. But they were all like really esteemed actresses, especially Cynthia Nixon, like who was like one of the first people ever to be on two Broadway shows at once. Like she would run from theater to theater during intermission. Wow. Yeah, like so I just learned a lot. And then towards the end of the day, they started playing like the newer ones. Remember when they did a resurgence? And my God, those new ones were terrible. Like just comparing that to the old ones, um, even I watched the Kim one again and I love it and I cry every time they talk about Alice Johnson and I just love it. It's really not that well done compared no. to the other ones used to be two hours long. Like the, the Sex and the City one was so in-depth and it's like they really have this amazing franchise. Like Eat Your Hollywood Story is so recognizable and people are obsessed with documentaries these days. Like I mm -hmm. can't believe E hasn't taken more advantage of that. I think they tried. They stunk it up. Like the Kim one did no service. The narrator was giving me like major like Emily in Paris social media vibes, you know, like not only Kim's social media, like it was so <laughs> robotic and like stupid. And I was like, I can't believe I thought this was good when it was on. And it really took me seeing some of the best work from like the early 2000s and comparing it to the one they did last year. And it's just it didn't cut it. Do you think that it's because in the ones from the early 2000s, like one, you didn't know a lot of that backstory and two, there wasn't social media at the time. So even if you were older and were able to keep up, like you wouldn't have known the ins and outs. Whereas today we know everything about our favorite celebrities, especially Kim Kardashian. There's nothing that E! True Hollywood Story could tell you that you don't already know. 
fine. That's a fair point. But I wasn't upset with the Kim one for not telling me things I didn't know. It was just like such low production value, you know? Okay. Like it was just shitty. And yeah, I stand by what I said. I, I hear and you. And it could have been way longer. They just kept skipping. Like then she launched KKW Beauty. Then she got Alice Marie. Like what happened yeah. between? Like, yeah, slow down because they used to be two hours and now it was one hour. Yeah. So I just think like if anyone at E is listening, like put more money resources into revamping the E! True Hollywood franchise, it could really revitalize your network, which desperately needs it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very fair assessment. And then the second thing I wanted to say was yesterday was just like such a busy day for me work-wise and I'm really now working on, um, you know, putting the wheels in motion for my next tour. It won't be for a while. It'll be at the end of the year, but you know, you got to book dates and cities and I just feel like so much has changed within our country. Um, like people moved out of big cities and like, I, I just don't know where to go. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm starting from scratch. So I just wanted to put a PSA out there. Like if you want to come see me on tour, can you just like send me a message and like tell me where you live and like where you'd like me to come just so I can get some like... If you start to see some similarities in the yeah. answers you could I'm like I feel like R&D. I'm about to put together um remember like when you were in college and you had to use like web monkey surveys like I'm gonna fucking put one together just so I can like where are the people where did everyone go yeah I don't know you'll find out so please just like speak up love to see it thanks um how was your day my day was really good honestly I thought yesterday's episode of the toast was so funny I was thinking about it all day long just laughing out loud Which to parts? myself like so many parts first um like the thing with the dressing rooms and then my outfit from the day before and obviously the Krispy Kreme CEO like there was just so many funny moments and it really carried me through the day and I also just feel like it was just a great slice of toast yeah also I'm so glad you brought that up just to update everyone from yesterday we have heard from the Krispy Kreme team we have um a delivery schedule for next week after after Passover because somebody DM me and they were like I was literally panicking listening to today's episode because I know you didn't realize that it's Passover like if you guys did get a delivery you wouldn't be able to eat them. So the second they reached out, I told Jackie, I'm like, make sure they know to deliver them after Passover. Next week, hopefully, our box of original glaze will be arriving. And I'm definitely interested in doing a mukbang. Are you? Always. Always. I love just eating on camera. Yeah. Call Can't me Trisha Paytas. Can't wait. Other um, than that, Bruce got checked up from his post-neutering. Oh, um, that's good. All everything's good. looking good on the Bruce front. Thank God. Um, and yeah, just getting back into the swing of things, you know? Yeah, no, it's going to be a busy week, but you know what? Hustle, 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 meetings, meetings, meetings. I also had to read like all night last night because I finished a book for the Redheads. Oh, yeah. And we are recording today. I'm very excited. If you have questions about the book or, you know, any other book that you saw me read this month, just questions about books in general for me and the gals, email us, theredheadsbookclub at gmail.com. Fabulous. We'd love to see it. I heard the book is causing quite a stir amongst the community. You did hear that? Lots of people having lots of thoughts. I did. Yeah. No, it's it's an extremely interesting book. I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think with that... Yeah, no, I, with I that agree. off our chests, we can get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and you might have noticed this sickening plant behind me, or as we like to call it, plant? McPlant. Oh, sorry. McPlant. Um, And it's very appropriate that today's episode is brought to you by Bloomscape, which is where we got our McPlant. It's been a long winter stuck indoors, but warmer days are almost here. Say it with us. Spring is coming. So get ready to shake off the winter gloom, throw open your front door, back door, any door will do. Let's get outside. And if your home isn't quite the oasis you've always envisioned, you got to check out Bloomscape. They make it easy to grow the lush springtime retreat of your dreams. Also, the book that I just read, um, it ends with us. She's like obsessed with gardening and opens her own. Spoiler alert. Florist shop. 
And it kind of made me like want to like, you know, get into gardening. Like the way she described it, like so stunningly beautiful. Yes, I live in an apartment, but it's definitely on my list of to, to, to do. No, and Bloomscape will get you there. They deliver healthy plants right to your door, plus all the grow how you need to help them thrive. Find the plants perfect for your space, whether you've got tons of light or hardly any. Thousands of people have already upgraded their spaces with beautiful indoor plants from Bloomscape. I am one of them in my home and office. And now Bloomscape is taking it outside with their new outdoor bloom kits. So if you're lucky enough to have an outdoor space, you can also have like a real garden. Um, so this plant is the same one I have in my home. It's super easy to take care of. It requires very little maintenance and it really spruces up, livens up the space. Yeah. Literally, there's life in the space. The new outdoor bloom kits from Bloomscape are exactly what we all need right now. It's the easiest, most convenient way to get growing. You can shop a variety of young plants, accessories, tools, and supplies. Everything you need to get your patio or porch springtime ready. Bloomscape's planted, patented shipping technology makes them one of the few who can deliver happy, healthy plants of all sizes across the U.S. And Bloomscape will ship at the perfect time to arrive after the last winter frost so your plants can grow healthy and strong. Their kits are super customized you can mix and match sizes and colors and since no two plants are alike bloomscape makes it easy to filter plants by how much light or attention they need bloom kits come with a mix of annual plants suited for your environment complementary colors and needs so everything grows in harmony if you want to get 15 percent off your plant order of a hundred dollars or more use the promo code toast at bloomscape.com that's 15 percent off plant orders of a hundred dollars or more at bloomscape.com promo code toast Love it. Okay, let's get into our first story that is just so weird. Okay. Rachel Bilson is spilling the tea on her interesting interaction with her former classmate and fellow Hollywood star Rami Malek. This is really weird. Yeah. While speaking on Dak Shepard and Monica Padman's Armchair Expert podcast, new podcaster Rachel Bilson opened up about the time the Oscar winner, Rami Malek, asked her to delete their high school photo off of Instagram. For a refresher, they went to high school together and she posted... And they were like friends. Yeah, she says that they were friends. She posted a throwback image of her and Rami, elated to be in New York City when they were teenagers. At the time, she commented on the fashion and wrote in the caption, Hey, at Rami Malek, where'd you get that gold chain? Hashtag TBT, hashtag Oscar worthy, hashtag don't forget the little people. So this was when like he, there was so much Oscar buzz for him as Freddie Mercury. Of and like, he, had, I mean, he might have even just won. So he was like really in the news and she was just like hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah. She said, Remy was a good friend of mine. We were in the same crew in high Rami, school. I think. Oh, sorry. Rami. We were in the same crew in high school. We did the Crucible together senior year. We were the leads in it together. All these things. Talking about so how cute. they were friends. Obviously, he gets super famous and he's always been extremely talented, even in high school. I had posted a throwback of us from our senior trip to New York. We're super nerdy. Just the dorkiest picture of the both of us. But I throw it up because it's funny and I think it's so important to be able to make fun of yourself. But after sharing the image, she said that Rami reached out to her directly. However, it wasn't what she expected. She recalled... I don't usually check my DMs on my Instagram. Maybe a week goes by and I actually look and I have a message from Rami. But it wasn't like, hey, how are you? It was straight to, I would really appreciate if you take that down. I'm a really private person. She was like, oh, oh shit, okay. Central. She said, I got really hot and started sweating. I'm all nervous. Like, oh God, what did I do? He was a really good friend. It's a funny picture, you know? I don't take myself that seriously. According oh to God. Rachel, he just didn't like the picture of himself. She's friends with his stylist. And right. the stylist was like, well, it's not a great picture of him. So? Um, 
And so, we're kids. Here's the thing. I'm struggling be- between like really relating to someone who doesn't like a photo of himself, but like from high school, like I just feel like at that po- as adults, like we let go of our high school insecurities. I don't know. I feel bad for Rachel because like <laughs> he could have been nicer. And but like Rami Malik like is weird. Like that's like his whole brand. He's like a weirdo, Mr. Robot, you know. So like I don't know. This whole story just like makes me uncomfortable for makes literally me everyone involved. So uncomfortable. But my question is like, she was famous first, and like she became a huge star when she for, was a teenager. Well, yeah, for like after high school for a long time. Like, were they friends then? You know, because she sort of jumps from high school, and then Rami's this big star. It's like, what about the time that you were a big star? Right. So maybe like Rami's like holding, harboring some resentment from like Rachel getting really famous on the OC, etc., and like not you know remembering the little people, and now that it's Rami who's made it big. Rachel is like, you know, being left in the dust. Yeah. And she's like, don't forget the little people. That was the hashtag. And it's like, but you're not little people. You're Summer Roberts. Also, I know Rachel Bilson like has a huge pit right now because this has now became a huge story, yeah. which is like the last that thing Rami Malek wanted. <laughs> so like, I, and I know she didn't mean it. She was probably just like, you know, you're on a podcast. You're sharing a story. You forget like the implications of it. And now it's like all over E! News. And I have a pit for her. I really do. Because I, I think she's probably a really nice girl. A hundred percent. I have a pit for her. Like that is just the worst feeling ever. Like I understand why she posted the photo. I understand why she felt awkward. I understand why she still feels awkward. I don't know if the friendship can survive this. I really don't. Uh, the thing is, is that I don't think there was a friendship to survive. Yeah. It's it's abundantly clear that these two are just not on the same page. But I guess, like, you learn something new every day. Rami Malek and Summer Roberts went to high school together. Yes, and in reading this story, I learned something else new about the high school that they went to. Two other famous people went there. What's the high school? Um, Notre Dame High School. Oh. Two other people went there. And have a photo together from their time oh. there. Catherine McPhee and Meghan Markle. Shut the... I know. And oh then I God. clicked on the so photo. Wait. Look at this photo. They both look exactly the same. And this is like when they were in like a theater program together okay, there. Save that. We have to post it to our Instagram. Okay. But also that, that actually really tracks because after the Oprah interview, David Foster and Catherine McPhee were spotted out having dinner with the royals, Harry and Meghan. So of course they knew each other from high school. Yeah, That's actually so sweet. I'm happy Meghan has like a friend, you know, like a longtime friend. And Catherine McPhee is not thirsty. No. And that's a really great duo. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's just like Erin Foster's like so close to Meghan Markle. And like, I know Erin Foster. Like she wrote, her and Sarah like wrote something on my book. So like, I am like three degrees of separation away from Meghan Markle. Not to make it about me. But here you go. Making it about me. What so just, just some interesting high school factoids. And what is where school? Is, yeah, I was going to say, where is Notre Dame High School? I believe that it's in California. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's it just like, like churns out fabulous famous people that's also like marymount i think that school is in california that's where the kardashians went and that's also where olivia jade and her sister went yeah but i think that school like turns out famous people because it's like the children of famous people who wind no, the up children being, of like wealthy people you, wealthy or famous yeah. who wind up being wealthy and or famous themselves that's interesting yeah that's fair so point. that's the coincidence yeah. there is notre dame like a performing arts school they obviously have an incredible performing arts program i'm sorry i didn't study up on the school <laughs> Before I came up to the show. Okay, I was just wondering. Sorry. Um, but definitely do some research and find out maybe that's where you should have gone. Uh, by the way, if I could redo my life over, I know I really do have no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. <laughs> but the fact that I never, like, was in performing arts, I wrote about this a lot in my book. Like, it's one of my biggest regrets. Like, even in my, like, okay, I like my school, so I, I don't wish I went to a different school. But, like, the fact that I was never in a play and I wasn't in the choir for more than 35 seconds, like, that is, like, a huge letdown for me. Because, like, when in my life am I going to be able to express myself in that way? Yeah. Well, and I'm really going to encourage my children to, like, follow their passions. Here and now you get to express yourself every day. I know, but I get in trouble when I sing, so. That's true. But, you yeah. know. 
you have to fight for your passions. I know. It's just um, it's just one of my like my few life regrets. Okay. My other life. It's regret- a good lesson to learn, and I think that's definitely something that you'll take with you like to your future children, and, yes. and you'll instill in them, and they will be so passionate about what they do. One of my other regrets um, is not getting into the cop car. I think I've shared that story a few times. You have. What are your some of your life's biggest regrets? My biggest life regret was going on that teen tour <laughs> that summer. <laughs> Um, I just oh feel God. like I could, like, that's literally my biggest regret. Because everything else, it's like, yeah, I've made mistakes. But, you know, you it's not a mistake if you learn something, Suez Canal. Yeah. And so, but that, like, nothing was learned. It was a complete waste of, like, what could have been a fabulous summer for me. I could have gone back to fat, fat camp. I was a little, little chunky. I could have lost a few pounds. And instead, like, the whole trajectory of my life was just off. No, it wasn't. Because you, t- no. you took control. No, I, I would still be sitting here if I didn't go on that teen tour. And that's why it's it's um re- something that I regret. Right, because, because it it's wouldn't like have... A, a summer of my life that was wasted and I would still be who I am today which I'm happy with but I would have had a better summer in the 11th grade and you know what at that point in my life like I could have really used a good summer right and that's like, what I, I was just about I to say I could use like another traumatic like hard friend making experience yeah you know, that's the last thing I fucking needed well honestly that's another thing you really learn growing up like and I think Carol Radswell was trying to tell us this like as a young fabulous person you only have so many like fabulous summers especially like when you're in high school like those summers are so formative you have so many like first time experiences your first kiss like I just feel like I didn't take and I used to love summer don't get me wrong like I used to live 10 months for two but I feel like I just took it for granted like those summers just flew by and like those were like some of the best summers of my life yeah and I also think I think in high school you do a good job of taking advantage of the summer but some people do start to feel pressure to like do a program that's gonna advance them for college or whatever like no in high school enjoy your summers they are meant just to be pure fun and then also in college you definitely want to make your spend your summers intentionally get an internship that will help get a job yeah and it is really important in like the job search to have had those internships but I do think that you should prioritize your summers because you'll never get those back unless you become a teacher, which is a wonderful reason to become a teacher. I could not agree more. Of course, you should have other better motives like wanting to help the youth, but I don't think it's bad to have summers off on the top of your list because I feel that wholeheartedly. Then then Cal Rodswell should become a teacher because then she would have an eternity of good summers left. That's not what she was saying about good I summers. I know, I know, I know, I know. She meant like her age. Yeah, and just like overall... Vivaciousness. I wonder how many summers she has left, or do you think she's done? Um, no, I think she wound up having more summers than she expected. Yeah. That's what happens when you date a younger man. Mm-hmm. Or that's just like what happens when you age with power. You can have as so many true. summers as you want. So true. Okay, you ready for our next story? It's a little satanic news. Ooh, satanic news. Nike de- denies involvement. Who? Nike. Oh. You know? They said Meghan you, Markle. Have like, you heard of Nike? You said it weird. Roll it, roll the tape, <laughs> you guys. Everyone, rewind and let us know. Did I say it weird? You did. You were like nine. <laughs> you did. I promise you, say it weird. Yeah. Wow. You did. I won't forget this. <laughs> Nike denies involvement with Lil Nas X Satan shoes containing human blood. What? Yep. I don't understand this whole saga. Nike is collaborate. I'm sorry. They don't want. They don't want to they be don't. involved. Start, scratch out. Start from the beginning. Well, the tapes. <laughs> You're having trouble with the story. I know. There's so much at play. Okay. And it's, I think it's like the satanicness of the story. By the way. It's like I'm, I'm, I don't want to The power it. of the devil has entered your spirit. Like yeah. that's what's happening. Also, I don't want to make jokes about the devil because as I'm learning from this little Nas controversy, like you can't joke about the devil. I don't know much about like the devil or Satan because um, we don't have that in Judaism, but I'm just going to stay out of this one. 
Lil Nas is collaborating with the streetwear company MSCHF on a pair of Satan shoes. Only 666 pairs of which went on sale on Monday. They did sell out. The controversial kicks, which are apparently modified Nike Air Max 97s, are decorated with a pentagram pendant and a reference to Luke 10:18, a Bible verse about Satan's fall from heaven. I wonder the if Carlton Jebya got a pair. The sneakers also contain a drop of human blood in the sole of the shoe soul s-o-l-e drawn from members of the mschf team the company told nbc news on sunday news of the shoes drew outrage over the palm sunday weekend some critics slammed both lil nas and nike but nike was quick to distance itself from the shoes pointing out that they're adaptations of existing products they said we do not have a relationship with lil nas or mschf nike did not design or release these shoes and we do not endorse them um, so why do people think Nike is a part of this? Because it's a Nike sneaker that they redesigned. Are like, you allowed to do sneaker, that? There's an, oh, there's the check. Yeah. So I think also this is now going to become litigious for uh-huh. Nike for like reset, like for all of this. But it's just like the satanic element, which really has people all riled up. I just can't believe there's 666 people who like would wait online and crave a pair of shoes with a drop of human blood in it. But people no. are weird. People are weird. And it's more than that because they like sold out so quickly. Right. I, I'm good on the satanic elements, for, personally. No, I, I have enough devilish people in my life. I don't need to harbor the spirit of the devil. Um, but I like that song. Call me when you want. Call me when you want. I don't know what he's actually saying, but I really like that song. It's going viral on TikTok. It'll hit the radio soon. Is that Call Me By Your Name? Yes, but it's Call Me... Oh, maybe he's saying Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, because the song's called Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. No, that doesn't sound right. I'm pretty sure he's saying, Call Me What You Want. But maybe he's not. And the music video for the song is satanic as well. Um, Lil Nas is seemed that he's seduced out of what appears appears to be the Garden of Eden and falls into hell and gives the devil a lap dance. And he takes a stripper pole down to hell. And people are all outraged about it. And I don't know enough to like say something, but I thought it was funny. And um, he's quite a good dancer. Very uh, limber. I didn't see that. I didn't expect that. Because he's always wearing clothes that are quite restrictive. You know, like those cowboy outfits. Like, you can't really move your arms. But he was wearing spandex. And he really laid it down. Hmm. Well, that's the latest in devil worship news. Yeah, no. We will keep you updated on all the news in the satanic world. Um, <laughs> I, was, okay, I was just about to make a really bad joke. I'm so glad I didn't. Good. That's called growth. Okay. Ready for our next story? Yeah. Melissa Rycroft reveals she Who? Former Bachelorette reveals she was turned down for Real Houses of Dallas twice. Huh. You know Wait, Melissa Rycroft. Melissa? Show me pictures. She's like former Bachelorette from like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. And okay. she sometimes guest judges on DCC making the team. Oh, cool. She's a former DCC, I believe. And now she lives in Dallas and they won't let her on the show. Why? I don't know. It kind of like makes sense, but I didn't know they had like such a high bar. I would think that any like former sort of famous well influencer... Known person could get on if they wanted to i find that so shocking yeah she recently did a q a on instagram someone asked would you, why would you never go on the real housewives of dallas she said i've been interviewed and turned down twice i am so not housewife material well maybe it's just that she really doesn't know any of the women like that's a possibility By you have way, to be tied a little bit melissa rycroft is the one who jason mesnick like dumped for molly oh so she didn't win no but she became the bachelorette oh well, right 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 so she she could have been Mrs. Mesnick. Jason Mesnick. And that's when he did a full Mesnick. Got and went it. back. That was an iconic. He was the original Ari. He was so messy. Um, okay, got it. Thank you for explaining that because I'm like, I've literally never heard of this girl in my life. Um, 
Is she married to her partner from The Bachelor or no? I don't think so. Me but neither. they have three kids. Um, I just thought, I think this is interesting. Yeah, no, I have to look at her page to see if she actually is housewife material because it's not just being well known that makes you a good housewife. Like, you have to be stylish. You have to be a little crazy. You have to have, like, something interesting about your life, like an interesting husband or, like, a, a mom who's crazy. But like, I also think, like, what you're up to in your life, like, needs to coincide with what's going on at the franchise currently. And I, actually, and I don't think a former reality TV, just, like, mom blogger would really work with the Real Housewives of Dallas crew right now. Right but now. I do think in other franchises... OC. OC, like, they could really benefit from an Amanda influencer. Stan. Amanda Stanton, Adrena Padridge, one time was, like, rumored to be on the show. I think that they could benefit from an influencer on their show. So I think it just depends depends on like where they're at in the season of the show but like right now Real Houses of Dallas even though this season is like not its best the cast is really elevated elevated Highland Park you know they're they're a serious bunch of women so and I also think they run in a very similar social circle currently which is like a very elite society Dallas yeah, but like, group they know each other off yes. the show they hang out off the show they're invited to the same party so I think that like in staying with that they have a good mix of women yeah no now like now that I've thought it over she makes sense to have auditioned and she makes sense to have not gotten the gig yeah but I think like if this was Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Rach Parcell should get the gig that like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is like an amazing show but the only thing that it's missing is Rach Parcell or a Parcell Scala girl because then Rach could like you know maybe Rach is too busy she's like 1,000 kids like maybe Rach could just like pop in on her sister's filming you know I don't know. I would take any of them. It's got to be Rach. Of course it has to be Rach. But but I would really take any of them. I would take, yeah. They just have such interesting lives. Or I would even take the mom. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then we could get all of them. Yeah, that's actually better. Yeah, that works. Um, I agree. Some franchises would really benefit from like a digital personality or like someone with like a big following from a reality show and some would not. Mm -hmm. And I I agree. Dallas is a little too high society for that. So I think they made the right decision, but I'm just, I'm I'm so interested. Interviewed twice. So they thought about it and they came to this conclusion. Yeah, no. And she wants it bad. She does. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. It's a little fast food news. Oh that my God, I think that's gonna, the best type of news. It's the best type of news. And like, honestly, the game is changing. Not on Passover, though. I'm so hungry. Pizza Hut is redesigning their drive through And I think like it's, the drive through is an amazing Pizza concept. Pizza Hut drive through Yeah. And now they're going to have the Hut Lane, which will offer convenience and speed without customers ever having to park their cars. It's to minimize the human contact right. element. Customers can place orders through the Pizza Hut Pizza Hut app, website, and the restaurant's phone number through a new lane, and they will just be able to pick up their like food. An easy I think, pass. I think that while the drive-through lane is nearly is the perfect. present, it's nearly perfect. Like there are ways to modernize it and bring it into the future. Yeah, and well, I think also, that this could be like the beginning, obviously, of a new chapter for Pizza Hut. But like for so many other franchises, like that line shouldn't be that long. No, I agree. But at the same time, like some of that is unavoidable because yes, if you live near Pizza Hut and you're getting Pizza Hut for your family for dinner, it's easy to place the order and then go. But most fast food people are driving through. It's just like, hey, should we stop here? You're not planning it, so you're not going to whip out your app ten minutes before. Most of it is like roadside. You're on a drive uh, on a road trip so sometimes yes at a local pizza hut a lot of people get pizza hut for their families like for dinner that yeah. I understand but all the times that like we've ever had drive through it's not like I'm I, never planning it maybe once in a while but yeah but no I know I'm gonna get McDonald's like on this three-hour road trip I don't know which specific McDonald's I'm gonna get to and when I'm 15 minutes away to put in so this is good they should have they should keep both I don't think the drive through is ever gonna go away because it's literally so brilliant it's so brilliant and so iconic I'm like literally like my mouth is watering from this conversation I know but you 
can have french fries. Why don't you get some french fries today? I mean, it's a french fries, I guess I can. Because, I, you know, I'm trying to be like really K for P, you know? French fries are the most K for P. Yeah, but like they're not bread. They can be breaded. Like you don't know what's on the outside. No, no, you know it's potato and oil. You know that. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. No, like that's like one of the joys of Passover are french fries and chips. Yes. Chips. 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 Love chips. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Wow, that happens so fast. Sure. It's a little survey news that's showing the preferences of people. Okay. The return of the dad bod. A survey finds people prefer a softer male body type. 75, I'm one of those people. 75% of respondents to a survey conducted by Dating.com said that they preferred the body shape to a more toned one. What's the website that did it? Dating.com. Oh. The term dad bod was first popularized in the mid-2010s to harshly critique the beach bodies of actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, Chris Pratt, and the non-traditional Hollywood physiques of actors such as Jason Siegel and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Dating.com did a survey conducted from 2,000 participants and found that 20% of participants claim that bod shape did not matter to them at all when it came to finding a partner. It also found that only 15% liked a Barbie or Ken-like body type. So very fit and in shape bodies are seen as ideal when it comes to attracting a partner. However, the users of Dating.com just prove that isn't always the case when it comes to real life romance. I'm so glad everyone's getting on board. Movies and TV shows tend to promote the idea of Barbie and Ken body types, giving people the idea they need to look similar in order to find their match. We are happy to confirm that is not how the real world really operates. Yeah, because like, okay, yes, it's nice when someone's chiseled. When they're laying on top of you, they're hard. Like, don't you want someone soft and cuddly? Yeah, no, and apparently they do. No, I'm so glad that like we are changing the stigma, especially around men. Yeah, so I I think that was really interesting. 75% of surveys, of survey. Surveys. Surveys. Of, of servitude. Of those surveys. Surveys. 75% of those surveys. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Said, dad bod, check. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm definitely on board with that as well. And I'm so glad. I usually have like a lot of unpopular opinions, you know? So now it's nice to know like, no, I actually have a popular You're opinion. You're in the majority. Yeah, like I like to wear my bra around the house. Like other people don't. Like I'm just like weird. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just quirky and different. You're so quirky. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up, there was no TV on yesterday, but I did catch up on RuPaul's Drag Race and they did one of my favorite episodes, which is the roast challenge where like, I always tell you this and I never know if you're listening, but when it comes to being like a perfect Don't drag queen. you know we, I'm always listening? When no, with Drag Race, like you do sometimes tune me out, like I could tell. Literally never. Okay. Well, so what that's does it like take? you projecting because that's what you do when okay. I talk about like my passions. Okay. So what, what is it? What do I always say? Like it takes to be like a real, like the winner. Okay, obviously the glam has to be on point, but the comedy too. Okay, you are listening. So yeah, you need to be like a well-rounded queen and the roast really separates the boys from the men, like, or the men from the women, whatever. Um, because like you really need to hold your own and like doing stand-up is like so hard. And so it's always my favorite challenge because for me, like I always am drawn to like the funny queens. So they always show up and show out Candy Muse, who is my favorite, who's like not a winner. Finally won her first challenge because she's so funny and I'm just so happy for her. Um, then it was like all these fashion queens like who are like, not funny like Simone that's the one who Rihanna DM'd like who was like definitely gonna win like she was in the bottom like she really flopped like it was not good then Gomic who's a real fashion queen who I'm obsessed with um she she really killed it so I don't know it was like kind of like an episode where we reevaluated like everything we thought we knew but basically this queen Utica went home and she's like quirky like and I don't love the quirky queens like crystal method from last season like I don't some people are drawn to quirky queens like I'm drawn to like 
plus size and funny queens. Like that's who I'm drawn to. But some people are drawn to like their artists and they're just like weird and quirky. And Utica was one of those um, queens. And for some reason, like, and she's like super nice and she's very like, they did this challenge, the doppelganger challenge where they paired up um, queens and they had to make each other look like each other. And she was like very, very nervous because she was paired with Simone who's black and she didn't want to, you know, wear an Afro. She didn't want a cultural appropriate. So she's very like sensitive to other people's feelings. And she's just like this really sweet, sweet queen and then in the roast she comes out she calls everyone fat like she's being insanely fucking mean she calls michelle visage old she calls lonnie love fat she says lonnie love doesn't have a career like she like it was just crazy and i'm like utica what are you doing utica went home obviously because she stunk but then also like when you're in the bottom two you lip sync for your life and simone is just like a way better lip syncer and it was it was utica's time to go but it was just like the craziest thing like this this queen who was like so like sensitive and like really worried about like offending people and i get that it's a roast but it was the nice girl roast they roasted all the miscongenialities for the last couple years so it was like you were supposed to be nice um it was just nice was she funny no that's the thing and that's what rupaul said it's like a roast, like you can be mean, but if you are, like it has to be really funny. Like you just came out and you were like observing things. You're fat, you're old. Like it was so weird. And so it was her time to go. And now there's only five left. Olivia Lux has got to go. You know, and this time I feel like sometimes happens like on other shows like The Bachelor. Like, you know, when someone just like accidentally makes it to the top five? Yes. Olivia Lux had like two good weeks. Olivia Lux is not a winner. She has to go. Rose got Mick. Uh, Simone and Candy Muse are, I think are going to be the top four and Candy Muse is definitely not winning so I think Gottmik Ro- Rose like I really did not like her Rose is say what you want about her she's an all around queen she sings she dances she's hysterical she's got the looks Rose could win I think of Rose or Gottmik even though I love Simone she has just like I don't know I don't know. I'd be happy with any of them. That's a thing. And I never, I've never really had that before. I'm always like really gunning for one person. I would love Candy Muse to win, but like, she's just not a winner. Like I know that about her. So then between Gottmik, Rose and Simone, I would be so happy if any of them win. And I really mean that. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's actually been like one of the best seasons like ever. And it's been COVID. Like they haven't been able to like, they usually have an audience for the roast. Um, and they usually bring in, sometimes they bring in like army vets and they do like, um, drag makeovers they bring in like you know random people and do drag makeovers there's been none of that but it's still been really good oh that's great and they usually have the best guest judges like the biggest stars everyone's dying to be on right but they haven't they've had a few in rotation who stay like Lonnie Love has been on she usually would be on like once a season now she's been on like five times yeah because they're keeping a few people in rotation like in the bubble in the bubble and then just keeping like Ross Matthews Carson and Michelle Visage um like they're the stay, they they always stay. So I feel like it's been a show that's been completely unimpacted by COVID, and I've been like so happy to have it back. And it's been one of my favorite seasons. It's been they, they just got like an amazing group of queens. Like everyone is so talented, and um, they had like a few people like come in remotely. Anne Hathaway came in remotely, just to, like give him a pep talk. And next week, Scarlett Johansson's coming in remotely, but like who cares? Damn. Unless Colin Jost makes an appearance, he might. Can't be bothered. Well, I'll be watching the other Bolin girl spoon. Speaking of <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, is she in it? Yes, she plays Mary Bolin. The, is that the other Bolin? That's or the she's other. Ori- and then Anne Bolin is played by Natalie Portman. I don't know how we've oh, never seen this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just like not a huge Natalie Portman girly. Me neither. But I really should be because she's like our Jewish, Jewish queen. queen. Yeah, like, no. I've never. Okay, ready. I've never seen Black Swan. 
Swan. I think that movie with Ashton Kutcher is just like a sad attempt at being the Mila Kunis, Justin Timberlake movie, mm-hmm. Friends with Benefits. And it's just so bad. It's like, we get it. You're a doctor. You could still have a boyfriend. I just like hate movies with those like, oh, I can't. I have a boyfriend. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> um, and then like, I don't even know what else she's been in. I'm just like not a Natalie Portman girly whatsoever. No, me neither. And I don't think like that would surprise anyone. No, I know. I just think she like takes herself really seriously, especially in her films. And I like to watch fun films. I agree. I love a fun film. And then she's also she's in like Thor and Star Wars and like a lot of superhero movies. Oh, that that's why I don't watch that. Either. Oh, and she was Jackie. Jackie? My husband. Oh, I did see that movie and I thought she was terrible. So <laughs> I think that's confirmed. I'm just not a Natalie Portman girl. Like, no shade if you are. Like, have so much respect for you. Like, live your life. Be your best self. I just have personally made the choice not to live for Natalie Portman. And LOL. you all just have to respect that. We do. We really do. Um, other than that, I think tonight I'm going to turn my TV on for the first time in like Something's two on tonight, weeks. Right? Real Housewives of Dallas. Okay, I have to catch up on last week. Me too. And yeah, we got Dear Toasters tomorrow. So excited. Get your little quandaries into us at deartoasters at gmail.com. So yeah, we'll do Dallas recap tomorrow and Dear Toasters. So make sure to write deartoasters at gmail.com. And I cannot stress this enough. If you have written us in and we have read your prompt on air, please let us know how it went. We are dying over here. Send us an update. Email at deartoasters at gmail.com. Just put update in the uh, subject line or just respond to the email. It would be really helpful for us because we were just trying to tie up some loose ends. Yeah, for sure. And if you're feeling RDH that this episode is ending, head over to patreon.com slash morning toast where there are is and are tons. Where there is and are. Where and there is. is tons of premium content and are lots of premium episodes. $7.99 a month for five extra episodes from Jackie and I, vlogs and podcast episodes. Great way to support the show and get access to the last remaining Facebook group on earth, The Toast After Dark, which is really one of the only safe spaces on the internet. So It's a fabulous place It's too. worth the $7 for that. regardless. Yeah. Anyways, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Day. Goodbye. Goodbye.